Hello and welcome to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass with the support of the National Lottery and Leicestershire County Council, in which we explore the impact of music on our lives. I'm Kim Burley-Jones, one of the directors of the community interest company Drum and Brass, and in today's episode I'm talking to Jenny Berry, who writes and performs poetry and specialises in using the spoken word to help people in the criminal justice system and in the community express themselves. Jenny explains how she found her own voice and how she wants to give others a voice too. And welcome again to Sounds Of. So I'm Kim and I'm talking today to Jenny Berry, who I'm going to invite to introduce herself. Welcome, Jenny. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here virtually. <laughs> Brilliant. So tell us, Jenny, about the work that you do now. Of course. So I am a, a poet, spoken word artist, but I specialise a lot in using writing for wellbeing within the criminal justice system um, in prisons and out of prisons. And I absolutely love it. How fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. And Jenny, can you tell us a little bit about your background? You know, maybe where you grew up, a little bit about how you got into spoken word for starters. Yeah, of course. So I'm a Salford girl. Anyone listening can probably tell with my accent, <laughs> which I refuse to, by the way, change. There's a lot of accentism around in poetry and yeah, yeah. And um, got a few funny stories on that, actually. But yeah, I, I'm authentic, you know, all the way through. So I was a very, very shy girl, believe it or not, unbelievably shy. And I suffered from something called body dysmorphia for many uh-huh. years. And it hindered me. It hindered me. I didn't know what it was. I just believed I wasn't good looking and all these things. Um, and anyone that's listening doesn't know what body dysmorphia is. It, it's where, it, in a nutshell, um, they call it imagined ugliness because if you have a spot on your face or something, it's magnified in your head. Wow. So anyway, over the years, I um, I got help with that. And also my poetry turned into my voice and I started using it. Um, a spoken word and I, I had a few anger issues in my 20s uh-huh. um, and I used my spoken word to get through it and when I found my voice I then decided well if I can do this others can do it yeah. and um, my poetry from wedding speeches and eulogies little fun things like that evolved uh-huh. into real spoken word pieces and I started volunteering at Forest Bank Prison in right. 2013 they let me in um, who let me in <laughs> who let me in legally and let me you know go on the addiction wing and it was a fantastic opportunity I volunteered Friday mornings for a good 14 months and at the time I was doing an English degree at Manchester Uni and nothing to do with poetry or anything like that it was more the the, the education side and I found out about a competition the social wow. enterprise competition and I entered it and won £10,000 with my poetry work and then set up a CIC and ran that for four years so I could develop my work in prisons so yeah goodness me what a what it seems the way you've just described it it seems like it all happened very quickly but actually you just described from the age of I don't know at what point you were you were experiencing living with body dysmorphia but I guess that was as a primary school child secondary school child I think it started in primary if I'm being honest um, and then went on 
So you've just described from primary school right up to when you were in your teen, uh, in your twenties, and you and you won this competition and set up your CIC, your community interest company. So my goodness me, I guess there were loads and loads of, of experiences that you had in those in those years that gave you confidence and also knocked your confidence. And to, to become somebody who uses, you've used the words to in a way be your own um, therapy for yourself and now you're seeing that as a way of of offering opportunities to other people is that would that be a good description of what you've just said yeah absolutely I just see there's so many people out there that um they don't have the skills to express themselves and that's not because they're thick or uneducated or anything like that they've just not been shown within their family setting and I feel every person no matter how rich poor famous not famous we all need that skill to just be able to say you know what i'm feeling a bit crap today that that's that you know and it's unbelievable how many people still don't do it yeah and putting it into words in a way that is that develops it a bit more than acknowledging feeling low feeling crap but being able to start to to really explore and find the words to explain where or why or how that's affecting yes how it's affecting you so how is it that you that you got the chance to go into a prison how did that come about um so I mean I'm an entrepreneur I do I've, I've done so many different jobs of my poetry like um so many been in so many different avenues and I just I rang the prison and oh. pitched an idea and it, it wasn't easy at all to get in um there was lockdown it when they say lockdown, not COVID lockdown, when there's a, something happens in a prison, they have lockdown, don't they? And it took weeks to just get an interview with um, the director. Yeah. And finally, I persevered, I went in, and she said, I wasn't quite ready. She said, do you want to go on a wing right now? Oh. I went, um, yeah. And, and then they took me in the addiction wing, I met a team, and they said, look, we're happy to have you on a Friday morning. We've got a, a bunch of lads that, that need some extra artistic support. So... Oh that's what happened but it isn't easy getting in with all the tests obviously there's lots of you know your dbs and everything and checks and things like that but yeah. it was actually um that was a massive start to a journey for me which I was unaware of at the time and I'm so grateful for that hmm. so you tell us about your experiences in prison and, and working with the young men in there I guess they were young or the men in there yeah I've, well actually um I've worked with from seven-year-olds from pupil referral units up until 70-year-olds within the criminal justice system using words and poetry um because I've been into they're called secure units aren't they they're not child prisons but but they are really when you go in it's so so many different experiences um when I first went in using poetry the word poetry on the wing was like miss I'm not going in a classroom doing bloody Shakespeare. And yeah. I was like, no, 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 I, I'm not a Shakespeare poet. I'm from Salford and I use language and wordplay. And, and you know, I just come and have a conversation with me. And, it, and after getting through those barriers, you link it to rap, to music. And actually, everyone has poetry and language in them. They just have a different way of telling their story. And that's why I want to pull out of people. I don't tell people it's this way, it's that way. I purely use my art as a vehicle. And if someone comes in my class and goes out, you know, learning to play the drums, that's great. 
Yes. It, it, it's, it's not a right or wrong or a masterpiece poem. It's just using it as that as that vehicle. And um, it's 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 worked um, in so many different prisons. I've even had staff sometimes say, I, I didn't think that would you know work well with that group. But once you get through them barriers, as I'm sure you know, because of the work you do, mm. you, you know, you, I've had lads come into my class with pockets full of poems and they've walked across the wing hiding them from the mates and then they've come in the classroom and gone miss I've done that poem for you and oh. and it's hilarious wow there's so that... many layers and masks within the prison system what we all wear as humans but in there you know you have to accept that you're going into a world that unless you're a prisoner you don't know how dangerous it can be so you're just kind of going open-minded and wanting to help people that's what wow. I... great exact great description wearing masks mm. yeah and we do as people, don't we? I mean, I know as, as suffering from body image myself when I was younger, I was a makeup artist. And looking back, although I loved it because I'm dead creative and I love makeup. Right. Trying to correct myself. That's what I was doing. I didn't know till after. And you can't because no one's perfect. I don't no. know, you know, but but I'm, I thank that experience because um, it, it did help me in the long run anyway of just learning, just be yourself. Yeah. And have you got any... Uh, obviously not using any names any stories of of um people that or you know just encounters that have give, given you goosebumps oh yeah loads but one that does spring to mind because it was in the first prison i went in um i was very lucky i had a group an ongoing group for quite a few months so it, i got to know them you know in, in a in a safe way and um one particular inmate and he was male um he he was he had a long sentence and he was struggling with his sentence and all that with it. Uh, it was coming up to Christmas and they were like, oh, Christmas time on the wing is obviously hell. It's depressing. I said, oh. right, we're having an open mic on the wing. We're having an open mic on the wing on Christmas Eve. That is what we're doing. And, and I was saying this thinking, I hope it works. because And anyway, most of the group came and this particular inmate that I was unsure was going to do it because he had anger issues a lot. He performed a poem about his, his mum's losing his mum and it was the most moving poem ever. And, and, you know, you had other lads on the wing who weren't in the class, obviously shouting things like, you knobhead, you know, trying to put them off because we were in different parts of our recovery and different part, parts of our life. He, he carried on throughout it. And after that, loads of lads joined up to the class. Wow. And for me, I'm not saying that that's anything to do with me. It was all him. I'm using that example just as purely as he inspired me there, uh -huh. <clears throat> you know. So that's a major one that will always stay with me because it's the first prison I went in. But there's been lots and lots of... There's also been... It's not a fairy tale. There's been, you know, lads come into my class and they've been high on spice when they, when it's been an outbreak and the, the fight took place once just outside and they had to go back to the cells. But on the whole, I, have to do, I do have to say that the prison staff in all the prisons I've been in have been like brilliant at sorting that out and on the whole it's been a very positive experience the only problems I've had is with the procedures and funding to be uh, honest yeah, the yeah they are barriers aren't they the procedures are barriers yeah and sometimes staff that work in there if I'm being honest I'm not mentioning anyone in particular but they've not liked creative innovative people going in um but again that can happen in any industry Yes, it sure can. Yeah, it absolutely can. Yeah. Mm. So, what 
Where, where are your influences, do you think? Is there anybody in your own family or personal background or have your influences come from people in the media? John Cooper Clark, obviously, oh. comes to mind straight away, but you yeah. know, is, is that somebody that has given you any, you know, has, has created this interest in your background? Um, so it's a really good question, that actually. The prison stuff, I, I don't know. I think as a writer, because I do write across different genres, I kind of took it as a metaphor being imprisoned in your mind well, let's go in a real prison. Because if you're physically imprisoned and then you're imprisoned in your mind, it's like double whammy lock up that, isn't it? Um, sure. So my mum and dad inspire me. Uh, my mum was born with a hair lip and a cleft palate. And yeah. she's quite a hippie, my mum. And, um, you know, in this perfect, perfect world that we're meant to, to live in, she had so many operations as a young child. And she just taught me to try and not, you know, be yourself yeah be yourself um probably get my fiery side from my dad if I'm being honest my bit of my uncle you know but but together as a whole I think other poets and um I don't know just being taught to be, be yourself and I am I have been told I'm a bit a bit different and <laughs> I wanted to go into prison so I did I kind of like doing what people tell me not to do so I, <laughs> I noticed that um you had a project that you were running for young people that was a post box yeah people yeah. tell us about that project I love the sound of that uh, thank you so that's local to me that in Salford um, it was during when Covid started I just thought this is terrible the kids mental health I mean I've got a toddler and it's affected him just his behavior but the older children in, in our family like my cousins and uh, nephews and things I thought what can we do because screen time's not the same so no. I set I put a letterbox called self-express mail in my local community and children have been handwriting letters or drawing art or music, lyrics, posting it. And I've been swapping it with other groups of children, with brownie groups and elderly care homes to bring back pen pals, if you like. So, I mean, that's just a thing I set up. It's not funded or anything. I've not even looked into it. I just wanted to try and create a bit of release for the kids. That is such a cool idea. I think there should be one in every town. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's a really cool idea. And I think if more people heard about it, they would they would enjoy yeah. setting up something that's as that small in terms of organisation, just regularly going and collecting. Uh, but does, do the children get any feedback from... If say you, you've taken a piece of work and you've sent it to a brownie group, do they do the do the people who wrote it in the first place get anything back? Yeah, they um they they, they usually get a response. So there's usually two from and back again. But at the moment, what's happening just because of logistics and obviously the lockdown is kind of hindering everything. Oh. I've got local school communicating with a local care home and I'm doing class swaps, so it's easier. So the teacher will go to the post box, drop thirty off. I'll go to the post box after, drop them off at the care home. The care home will do the replies and then drop in the post box. And then I'll go and deliver to the school. They're only local, you know. So it, it's, and also keeping COVID friendly, the schools hold, hold them for two weeks, I think, before opening them just to be. So it's a long process, but it's a nice one. And I thought it'd be a good example for, you know, I see that we're in a bit of a war here. 
it, you know it takes me back to learning about world war ii and things in school oh. and what did people do then they didn't have this they didn't have zoom they didn't have podcasts so yeah let's put our thoughts onto paper and that's what prisoners have to do yes so i just thought i'd do that <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And I love, love the imagination behind it. And also appreciate and um, recognise the effort involved Aww. in just making that happen. Thank you. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> My husband, yeah. he, he says, so you've created another job with no income. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Again. <laughs> oh, you've got to laugh. Yeah. So what jobs that um, you would describe as jobs, in air quotes, are, are you working on at the minute? Um, so I'm doing a lot of writing workshops over Zoom. I've just been commissioned by the Lowry to do some writing and wellbeing um, wow. workshops, which is great. They've put on a, quite a few for different um, local artists. So I'm very lucky and honoured to be doing that soon. I've been That's working... Fantastic. Yeah, I've been working with... Um, I've run a few for um, a theatre company called Triple C as well. They are disabled actors and artists. And the people that run that is M Melissa Johns. She, right. I don't know if you've seen Life, BBC Life. It was a program. She was the lead in, in that. She's been in Coronation Street as well. And Cherylee Houston, who is a, a main character in Coronation Street. She's the lovely girl in the wheelchair. Right. They are advocates for disabilities in the arts. And yes. I was so, so lucky. They commissioned me to run some, um, actually it was a swearing workshop, a do taboo vocabulary workshops, because it's it's vocabulary, swearing is vocabulary. And I did a masterclass with, with them and they've re hopefully doing some more for them. So I've got things like that on. Um, and That is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, yeah, it's taken years to get, to get like commissions like this now but um I am yeah you know I'm I'm doing it and I want I'm also writing script writing with an actor just you know testing that out and I, I'm developing my own performing and I would like to write a one-woman show with comedy and poetry in it oh wow I'd like to see it yeah, well, well I you know, in some ways, the fact that we've all turned into people who communicate digitally in this phrase has been advantageous yeah. for you because it's enabled you to reach audiences further away, hasn't it? It has, you know, it actually, it's done me good in that way, um, where usually you'd be on the phone to agents and things like that or trying to get, you can just put a video on and someone might see it and that's happened yeah. sometimes. So I guess you, you've, you've got some work up on, on social media, on Instagram and, and Facebook. Do you want to tell us about it so that people who are interested can go and find out about you? Yeah, of course. Um, so at jberrypoetry on Twitter and jennyberrypoet on Instagram, jennyberry.co.uk. And um, I've just had a book come out as well. Yes. Wow. Tell me about it. What's it called? Um, the Great Escape. Oh. It's a poetry chat book, so that's a short poetry book, only 20 poems, but um, it's to incorporate my experiences as being a prison poet, and I just got so, it's it's a stepping stone for me, I want to develop it massively, but I'm, I was honoured to have that out, and I had a book launch in January, and um, yeah, so I'm doing lots of different, we're drumming um, brass, I'm doing yep. an event on Monday, and I'm doing lots of readings from it, and, and it's to give voices, not just to the prisoners, but the staff. The families affected 
because a mm. prison sentence is a ripple effect and I just wanted to kind of put out there what I'd seen mm. from my point of view <laughs> obviously but mm. yeah that's I'm really proud of that that's a big personal goal that I've ticked off wow well done thank you that- Gee, well, I'm looking forward to having a good look at that. And I'm just thinking it'd be really great if you wouldn't mind if we append this podcast with one of your readings. Are there some already there at published that we can go and, and add? Or would you just like to read one at the end? Yeah, I'll read one. If I'll read one. That's fine. And it's on Amazon if people want to buy it. Do you want me to tell, do, tell me when? Okay. Uh, I think now. I think if you've got a book to hand, or I can see you've got it on your screen. I see your eyes going to the other file. Yeah, because I've just posted out the last one. So, um, okay. So, I thought I may do... Um, this is very different to how I actually usually, usually write. But as we've been talking about how um, the prison affects everyone, I've written a poem from um, the eyes of a child and there's a big debate whether you should tell your child if your mum or dad's in prison and I don't think anyone can really answer that unless they're the person in prison. So so it's just how a child may interpret things if they're not told the truth and it's called I think through the eyes of a child. My man's in the big house. I think it's dead posh. My man's doing bird. I think she's going to be a vet. My mum's in the slammer. I think she's doing battle raps. My mum's in a cell. I think it's like a cellar. My mum went off the rails. I think she was on a train. My mum's doing time. I think she's learning about clocks. My mum's doing a stretch. I think she's learning yoga. My mum's been taught a lesson. I think she's been a teacher. Amy mum's been given a cat C. I think she prefers dogs. My mum's living on a wing. I think she can fly. My mum's at work, I think. Oh. Whoa. I can just see all those expressions being used around a child by people who are avoiding saying the word prison. Yes. But wanting to talk about that child's mum. Exactly. And it does happen. And well, I've seen it happen. And it's um again, you can't really tell someone every situation is so complex and different, but I have seen the other side of it where it's affected children because they just they know something's going on, but they don't they're not sure what. So that's just from yeah. my, you know, interpretation of things. Whew. So what do you expect? 2021 to be bringing for you then you've got this work with the Lowry yes hopefully more um well I did have a, a I was I had a gig but it's been moved yeah. up and with JB Barrington who's a fantastic amazing poet from Salford mm. and um, I was support a support on his show so we're hoping that's going to go ahead in April at Salford Arts Theatre depending on Covid yeah um, I'm hoping for um, to focus more on my writing and performing and to do more prison work, but also to develop myself as a performer and work towards a one woman show. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Well, I wish you all the very best with those aims. 
and I really look forward to the work you're going to do on Monday, the show you're going to do for Drum and Brass on Monday. I should be there and really excited about that. And I should be looking out for The Great Escape. Um, is it only available on Amazon or can you get it in any other? Uh, no, it's just available on Amazon at, at the moment. But uh, my link is on my um, on my social medias. Cool. And just remind me again, was it at Jberry or at Jenny Berry? So my, um, my poet, my Twitter, at Jenny Berry Poet is Instagram. Okay, at? And at Jberry Poetry is Twitter. And Facebook? Jenny Berry. Just, just Jenny yeah. Berry. And, you know, people Jenny. ask me, is that a stage name? And it's not. <laughs> it's my maiden name, because um, I'm married now. It's what more, but I, I do all my work in still keep my maiden name, Jenny Berry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today, Jenny. I've really, really enjoyed hearing about your experiences. And I'm really thrilled about the work that you're doing, working with people in the prison service. And bearing in mind, as you say, the ripple effect on the whole families of people who are in prison. And also that exciting project you're doing for people in your local community. Thank you so much. No worries, thank you for having me. Thank it's you. been a delight and a pleasure. You've been listening to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass, a community interest company focusing on music for community well-being, with safety, inclusivity and diversity at its core. Thank you for listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and you'll hear about the next episode as soon as it drops. And do take a look around the Drum and Brass website, drumandbrass.co.uk, to find out about our many other projects. Our special thanks go to our guest, Jenny Berry, to our funding partners, the National Lottery and Leicestershire County Council, to our producer, Davina Wilson, and to you for listening today. Drum and Brass, putting music in the community and the community in music. Thank you.